Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. In an hour from now, we find out if we're taking the show to Dublin for three shows. At the end of August, Notre Dame and Navy. I keep telling the Danettes, they, they're looking at hotels, they're looking at restaurants, they're looking at pubs, uh, going to a soccer match. We don't know. This has been in the works for three years. The big German is there in Dublin walking the streets. We're looking for places to be able to do the show. And as of yesterday, as of last night, we didn't have a place. And I said, our cutoff date is today. Has to be today because... Trying to pull this off to get our show over there for three days at the end of August, Notre Dame and Navy football game. We got to make a decision, and we'll find out in an hour from now. When is he calling in again? He's going to call in in an hour from now. That would be the the turd hour, Daddy. Yeah, the turd, the turd <laughs> hour. The turd, I'm the okay. turd child. Indeed, I'm the turd child too. Yeah, yeah great. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. All right, a couple of things. Uh, Congratulations, LSU won the uh, College World Series in dramatic fashion, 18-4 to over Florida. And uh, that was quite a slugfest throughout. Sometimes you'll see that. I always go back to the Yankees and the Pirates, I think back in 1960. Whenever the Yankees won a uh, World Series game, they won by a large margin. Whenever the Pirates won a game, they won by a single run. And I wondered about that when Florida dominated LSU in game two, scoring 24 runs. And I went, what are the odds that they're going to come close to anything like that? And I thought the odds were long. I didn't realize that LSU was going to put up 18. But Florida scored more runs, the you know totality here. But that's not how you win the World Series. Game to game in LSU and their fan base. It was fun. It was fun to watch. 
All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. And uh, we'll talk to Tim Kirchin. Talk some baseball with him. When did the Yankees know that Aaron Judge was a little more hurt than he was leading on? And did they hide it? And is there a chance they shut him down for the rest of the year? Also, I have to ask the obligatory Shohei Otani question because Paulie demands that, that we ask him at what point do the Angels decide they're going to trade him? What would Tim Kirchin do if he were the Angels GM or ownership here? Um, also, NFL coaches on the hot seat, including a coach who got a contract extension, Sean McDermott. I'm thinking you got to go to the AFC title game this year. He just got a contract extension. They've only been to one AFC title game. Now, they did have 13 wins. I think we keep waiting for them. You know, there's this coronation with Josh Allen and with the Buffalo Bills. I think they're regressing, and the division is getting better. If Miami gets Dalvin Cook, we know what the Jets are, or at least we know what they have with Aaron Rodgers and a lot of young talent. New England might be a spoiler in there, but... You know, you start to look at the AFC landscape, there's there's a lot of heavy hitters there. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Buffalo is, you can pencil them in as AFC title contenders. And, and you know, they lost at home by, you know, to Cincinnati in the playoff game. That's that's it. You know, when you have the number two offense, number two defense, like you, you don't lose a home playoff game. I don't know why they extended Sean McDermott. It almost felt like, hey, we're getting tired of people talking about Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Hey, Sean McDermott got a contract extension. We'll talk about that. Other coaches on the hot seat. Is Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, on the hot seat. Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, will join us a little bit later on as well. Uh, poll question from Hour 1, and what are we using in Hour 2, Seton O'Connor? Dan, Hour 1, we had up there aluminum bats in uh, college baseball. Love them or hate them. Uh, Bing! Right now, it's at 54% hate them. Still, okay. still pretty close, though. A lot of love for wooden bats. Yeah. You know? I just like the sound of it. It just sounds different. Yeah, the crack is better than the ping, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know the cost. Now, you know, for an SEC program, I mean, what are you going to spend in bats? If you had, you know, wooden bats, you could afford it. Mm. But I don't know about the other... You know, if you have... Division one double A or two or three, you know, they they don't have that money. They don't have those resources. But I I don't know. And there's just something about the aluminum bat. The cost of bats seems like a weird thing to me though. I mean I get it, but I, I don't, don't know, we just can't and the bats cost too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I was told that. That's why everybody was going to aluminum bats because obviously they don't break, they just dent. How often do you replace an aluminum bat because it's dented? Because it's dead. Yeah. Got a big dent out of it. Yeah, remember the Easton was a big barrel or whatever? Yeah. Those are yeah. big bats. Uh, Dennis Rodman, Basketball Hall of Famer, was on Vlad TV. And I thought, oh, okay, what's Dennis up to these days? And apparently he's up to uh, his old ways, uh, saying uh, things about Larry Bird. If Larry Bird played in this era, I think he'd be in Europe. <laughs> So I'm just letting you know, man. Really, you know, I like I said, I'm just saying he'd be somewhere over there. But as you know, I think his game was fit for Boston at that time in the '80s and stuff like that. You know, but 
Uh, so uh, today's world, oh, hell no. There's, there's no way. I'm not downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. And uh, But I'm saying, no, there's no way. I think the kid from uh, Denver is way better him. Okay. Uh, so Dennis is not disparaging Larry Bird while saying that he would be playing in Europe. He would not be able to play in the United States. Uh, I don't know where the compliment is there from Dennis, but, you know, Dennis is a knucklehead when it comes. I mean, no, I should say he's calculated. He is calculated. Uh, if he would have come out and said, you know, Larry Bird, he would be great today as he was back then, then nobody's talking about Dennis Rodman today. How do you get in the headlines or in the news? Then you come out and say something negative about Larry Bird. Larry Bird would be better in today's NBA, in my opinion, because you're able to shoot the three. You would He would be shooting eight to ten threes per game. And back when he played, they didn't use it as the weapon that they use it now. You can't put your hands on him. You can't body him. And all you do is, you know, space the floor and Bird's going to be able to score. I don't, I don't think that that would... Today's game? Oh, they're so much more athletic. Uh, you're not allowed to put your hands on anybody. Yes, yes, Eden. But this conversation is... And look, I don't want to... Today's a great day. And I don't want to pick a fight, okay? Can we just agree that we'll keep our heads cool? When, after I say this? You you and me? Everybody. Oh. At some point, members of the media are going to have to accept the fact that Larry Bird will drop out of the top ten. <laughs> I know it's sacrilegious. <laughs> have I you start, just threw something. Have you started I, drinking already? It's At some point, he is going to drop out of there, and, and we're just going to have to accept that. How about we have Magic and Bird... And they occupy one spot See, in the top ten because that's how desperate media <laughs> is to keep Larry in the top ten. Now we have to combine him with another player. They're really the same guy. Well, didn't Jerry West drop out of the top ten? Yes, he did. I'm okay with that. No, I didn't cry. Yeah, well, no, but Larry Bird is the one guy that people are really holding on to that they really need to keep him in the top ten, and there's a portion of the media that are very desperate to keep him in that top 10. If he drops out, I'm okay with that. I am truly okay with that. Okay. Okay. Just, I just want to state that, that I don't, these top 10 rankings, you know, there's going to be a couple of guys that are going to fall out and you're going to go, wow, that guy is not in the top 10 anymore. It, it's recency bias. Where does Steph Curry end up? Does Kevin Durant crack the top ten? Uh, you know, does the Joker get in there? Greek Freak, or you know, I get it. You know, and, and it's basketball is constantly changing, and great players. But Larry Bird will always be one of the greatest players of all time, and had a window that is almost unrivaled. You know, those first seven or eight years. Um, he was, he, those, you can put him up against anybody there, but if Dennis Rodman is being foolish here, but he, it feels like he's, you know, trolling people. Dennis doesn't really feel that way that Larry wouldn't be able to play in the NBA at all. Would Dennis be able to play in the NBA? You know, guy couldn't shoot. Uh, he was a, a rebounder, not as good a passer as Draymond Green, not a shooter, uh, used to be a really good defender in Detroit. 
Uh, he wasn't a great defender after that because he would basically kind of slough off and then his man just to get rebounds. But as a rebounder, is Dennis Rodman going to be a Hall of Famer? Well, he's a Hall of Famer because he played on teams that had great players. Uh, Dennis on his own wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer. But what he did with these other teams, a Hall of Famer. But he's being foolish by saying that Larry Bird would be playing in Europe. That's silly. You know, and, and then, you, then we have to go through Larry's resume here. You know, he won MVPs. You know, 12 all-time, 12 time all-star, his dream dream, you know, all this stuff. Dennis knows what he's doing because nobody cares about Dennis Rodman. But having been there, when he did say this about Larry Bird, that if he was black, he'd be just another player. And then Isaiah goes, yeah, I agree. And then all of a sudden, Bird's in the NBA Finals. He has to hold a press conference to basically say, you know, I, you know it's okay, whatever Isaiah and Dennis say. And Bird let him off the hook because they both said something really stupid, especially Dennis. If he was a black player, he'd be just another player. So Dennis is just trolling people here. Yeah, Paul. Dan, I'm a birdist. I'm a bird truther. <laughs> I've always, in all seriousness, I think. Birdist. You got to look at Larry Bird. I guess if people want to take him out of the top 10 all time, is it because his career wasn't long enough? Because he did play till he was 35. Now, the first nine years were spotless. Then he had the back injury. So you could say that it's not as long as Kobe. It's not as long as... Okay, who had a career that was of similar length who's in the top 10? Yes, Marv. Magic. Well, Uh, Magic won more titles. Right. So as a resume? And then then Magic, you know, with HIV, was forced to retire and then eventually was able to come back. But I don't know if we're talking about resume or playing ability. Or both. But will Magic drop out of the top 10? If, if Bird's going to drop out of the top 10, who else would be? Carl Malone is not a top 10 player of all time, I don't think. Uh, Tim Duncan's in there. We got Russell. You got Chamberlain, Shaq. Uh, Steph, Curry is, Steph Curry's there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's on the doorstep, man. Yeah, Marv. Magic is going to be a little bit harder to take out because everybody, for the most part, regards him as the greatest point guard ever. Yeah. A lot of people don't regard Larry Bird anymore as the greatest small forward ever. Who is the greatest small forward ever? LeBron. Well, oh, you can't say LeBron's a small forward. He's not. He's listed as a small. <laughs> has he been listed as a guard before? He has. Yeah, Bird is never listed as a guard. Like LeBron is. See, that's why we don't have positions. We shouldn't because LeBron is not a a point guard, two guard. A three, a four. He's whatever you need him to be. Bird was a small forward at 6'9". I don't think he was ever listed. Maybe he was as a power forward. Maybe. But Tim Duncan would be in front of Larry Bird if you wanted to. Okay. How about this? Game on the line. Who do you want? Who do you want? Let, let's say the last 40 years. Since 1980, who do you want? Game on the line. Who do you want? How many players would be in that category? You got to win a game. Let, let's take Jordan out of it. I think we can all agree on that. Now the, now the list gets interesting. Got one pick, Marv. Game on the line. You got this guy. Kobe. Okay. Fritzy. Bird was the first name I thought okay. of. Okay. 
Seaton? Dame, because he hit the coolest game winner of all time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't expect that Dame answer. Dame time, baby. Yeah. I, I don't think he's in the top 10 all time. No, he sure isn't. No, he's not. Sure isn't, but that was an awesome shot. Yeah. Uh, Paulie? Bird. He had every shot anywhere on the court. It didn't matter. It, it, he had no location if he needed a game-winning shot. Yeah. Could you compare Larry Bird, stay with me on this one, a little bit to Lawrence Taylor, where when he was at his best, he was the best, if or close to it. He overlapped what Michael Jordan Bird did. But, my, you know, the best two best basketball players I've ever seen in my life, I've started watching basketball in 1980, are Michael Jordan and then Larry Bird, and I think it's very, very close. Best at the game of basketball, not resumes or marketing or shoes. Mm. And the best football player I've ever seen in my life, the best two in my opinion, were Earl Campbell and Lawrence Taylor. Shorter windows, but what they did for a living at their peak. So like Lawrence Taylor, you're a big Lawrence Taylor fan, Dan. People, if you said that who's the greatest defensive player of your lifetime? There, there was nobody like Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Like the teams, he, he changed offenses. They had to devise ways to slow down Lawrence Taylor. Um, I mean... If I ended up with Bird and you took somebody else other than Michael Jordan, I'd feel pretty good. Um, I, I just saw too many of those moments, like real time. And am I holding on to an era? Yeah, to a certain degree, but, but, but I did see it. It's like when I, I saw Michael do that. You know, that. That's why when people say, oh, LeBron or Michael, I'd go, no, I'd take Mike. If it was a game, a series, I'd take Michael. The career? Then we can have an argument because LeBron will be the most decorated player in the history of the game. But winning a game on the line, you know, I'll take Bird. If, if, if you take somebody else, you take Kobe, I'll take Bird. You take whoever else, Shaq, I'll take Bird. I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that. But as far as him dropping out of the top 10, oh, I think that's going to happen. And I certainly understand that. Yes, Mark. Will people keep him in there because of its importance? To the game? Well, they could. I think him and Magic, the importance of what they meant to the game. Now, should you put them in there because the intangibles of they saved the game? You know, they, what they did for college basketball, then what they did quickly with the NBA? Uh, championships, East Coast, West Coast? Yeah, contributions to the game, but I, you know, I don't know if that's fair to everybody else. You know, then you do the modern era because Wilt was different. Wilt was Babe Ruth. You know, Bill Russell was a wonderful team player, maybe the best team player in any sport, but wasn't a great player. He was just great for the Celtics. Then you get, and you know, natural talent, and then you start discussing that. And then that gets tricky because Bird wasn't a great athlete, which, you know, you know, here, here he's saying that Joker can't do anything, but... You know, he's a bigger version of Larry Bird. Okay. I mean, that's fine. But you're right. There's a certain age group that they're holding on for dear life with these are our memories and don't you take those away from us. Yes, yeah, Eden. And it's Duncan <laughs> falling out of the top 10 first anyway before Larry Bird, right? I would say yes. I would say yes. If let, Let's say Tim had three titles, Larry had three titles. There's Then there's no discussion here. But Tim has five, and I have to acknowledge that. But he wasn't a better player than Larry Bird. He just wasn't. Yes, Ton. And how many points does Duncan get if he was theatrical and outspoken and more of a sports center highlight? 
How close does he get to uh, staying in the top ten? Well, I think that that helps. He, you know, he, he didn't want to get noticed. Like, I, I don't think he ever cared about that. Yes, he... By the way, if I can have a number two for a game-winning yeah, shot, yeah. no question all day, Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Bob Mori. 100%. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. You know, Dennis Rodman did what Dennis Rodman wanted to do. We're talking about Dennis Rodman today. Now, I'm being critical of him because he's being silly, but... And you're going to hear him laughing. Larry would be in uh, in Europe. He'd be in Europe on vacation after roasting you for 35 is what he'd be doing, Dennis. Goofy. Let's take a break here. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Panini America is here. They got the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, and they are the official products of the NFL, NBA, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. Brand new. NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. These are the, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Keep an eye out for the Panini NFT platform. New features coming next month. The only platform where you can win physical versions of your NFTs. Panini NFT trading cards giving collectors the opportunity to pull autograph cards and memorabilia cards and rare inserts, even one-of-one one NFTs from every base pack. Collectors, share your cards in the public gallery. Complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards, and more. Be sure to check out the newly released NFL and NBA Prism Packs. So visit nft.paniniamerica.net. nft.paniniamerica.net. The official trading cards and NFTs of The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Always great to talk some baseball with Tim Kirchin, Hall of Famer. And part of ESPN's uh, Baseball London broadcast there with uh, Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez, contributor to Baseball Tonight. Before we get started, we just played a clip from Dennis Rodman saying if Larry Bird played in today's NBA, he wouldn't be in the NBA, he would be in Europe. I know you uh, love your basketball. What do you make of Dennis Rodman's comments? Well, that's absolutely preposterous, Dan. (laughs) Larry Bird's great player in any era. He would be a great player today. When he recognized how important the three-point shot is in today's game, he would be, after Steph Curry and maybe Klay Thompson, the best three-point shooter in the game. He is a top 10 basketball player of all time. He's one of the great interior passers I've ever seen in my life. He would be so good today because people don't play the game like he played it back then. Go look at those. I know you have those highlights of Larry's greatest passes. Back then, they all led to a dunk or a layup for the Chief and Kevin McHale. He was a genius at this game. He would have been a he would be a star today like he was a star back then. Yeah, and I know Dennis is just trolling us. And you go back to when the Pistons, when Larry, with no athleticism, stole the ball, the inbounds pass from Isaiah and fed it to DJ. And having been there at the Garden, when Dennis said if he was a black player, he'd be just another uh, player if he were a black player. And I went, and Dennis is great at getting attention, so I think that's what he's doing here. But I thought I would ask you, being a uh, big basketball fan, uh, yeah, sorry, Dan. I just always loved it that Larry used to. Uh oh. Tim just froze up. Either that or it's a dramatic pause. Man. Used to love it that Larry. Dot, dot, dot. What do you think he was going to say? Yeah, Paulie. I think. Tim's going to say, I love that Larry told the defense where he was going to yeah. shoot oh, it on. Oh, yeah, good call. Good call. Okay. Right. Anyone, anyone else? Yeah, I think that's right. I'm with that. Yeah. He that's did that good. a couple of times. My favorite was against Xavier McDaniel, where he said, X, I'm going to get the ball right here. I'm going to turn, fake left, and <laughs> I'm going to shoot the jumper. And then he ended up doing exactly what he said he was going to do. Yes, Mark. 
Tom Tober was on the show recently, maybe a couple months ago, and he was saying he was defending Larry Bird, and he was like, uh, he put his hand up, he said, shot, and Larry Bird said, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Bird used to get upset. Like, he wouldn't talk to a rookie. He would yell at the other players on the team to say, you're going to guard me with a rookie? Or he would say, wait, you're, you're going to guard me with a white guy? Like, Bird would be... He, he would say whatever he needed to say when it was on the floor. Um, let's see if we can get uh, Timmy back here. Tim, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Dan. Sorry. I've had computer problems all morning. Okay. I'm so bad at technology. I'm sorry. You were going to say that you loved yeah, that Larry just, Bird would I, what? He would, he would call Madison Square Garden a gym. I love shooting in that gym. <laughs> Everything was just a gym to him, which is why he was so great, because it was when he was 16 years old, shooting in a gym, 18 shooting in a gym. Madison Square Garden was a gym to him, and that's another reason to love Larry Bird. He's Tim Kirchin, Hall of Fame baseball writer for the Mothership. What was the, I'm not going to say endgame, but baseball in London? Why? Well, baseball's trying to globalize itself, and it was a great atmosphere there, Dan. It was tremendous. Uh, 54,000 people were there. And granted, there were a lot of Cubs fans and a lot of Cardinal fans there, but there were a lot of people in Great Britain that are starting to interested in baseball. It's going to take some time. It's a soccer country, obviously, but whenever you can put on a game with that much energy to it. And both games were like that. It's good for the game. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to have a team in London within five years or that the Brits are going to love baseball within the next 10 years, but it's always good to take the game somewhere else. And I was really struck, Dan, by how many players on each team really enjoyed the experience beyond the baseball field. They went to, you know, Tower of London, they went to, you know, Westminster Abbey, they went to Buckingham Palace, and I talked to 20 different players, and they were all dazzled by the history of London. It was like I wasn't even talking to baseball players at certain points. Paul DeYoung, shortstop for the Cardinals, looked at me after a while, and he goes, you know, isn't it amazing? Because they took a uh, trip down the River Thames on a, on a boat. He said, isn't it amazing how every great civilization is built on a river? Believe me, you don't hear that from too many shortstops in the big leagues, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed talking to Miles Michaelis about this. He went to Westminster Abbey. He said, that place is a 1,000 years old, and it's way better built than what we build anywhere today. So it, it was a really good experience for everyone, I thought, and I was it was refreshing to me to talk to baseball players about something other than baseball. The Aaron Judge injury is puzzling because when he got hurt and then they thought he was going to be back a couple of days later and it was a, a strained toe, then we realized that it's far more serious. Wouldn't the MRI have shown that when the swelling went down, that this is far more severe? Uh, did the Yankees hide this for any reason? I don't think they hid anything. I just don't think they knew the severity of it. I mean, this toe injury, I'm not sure we've ever heard of an injury quite like this, but I think it speaks again to 
how easily you can get hurt playing baseball. And given the degree of difficulty of the game, if your feet aren't working properly, you're not going to be able to play the game. And just another reminder, this game is not built for someone who's 6'7", 282. And when he suffers an injury like this, I, I have to think it's, it's going to be even worse than, say, if someone my size got the same injury uh, because there's so many more moving parts to Aaron Judge. But this is a serious situation. He, I think he'll play again this year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when it's going to be. And this is just another reminder of how different a club they are yeah. when he doesn't play. They're a completely different team when he doesn't play. Yeah, and then you look at this team that they, they built, and then you realize, are they a house of cards? Because you don't have Aaron Judge in there, then everybody else falls apart. You know, the Giancarlo Stanton contract was horrible. Josh Donaldson and some of these other players they've kind of thrown in there. And you, then you start to think of the value of Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, Shohei is probably the most valuable player, but what Judge means to the Yankees, man, that's uh, pretty surprising that they fall apart. We're talking to Tim Kirchin, ESPN baseball analyst. Uh, we were talking about the College World Series and the aluminum bats. I don't know if you're a fan or not. I'm not. I don't like the ping. But the cost of those bats, is that really what it comes down to? That's why we have aluminum bats in, uh, in college? Yes, absolutely. That's, to me, the only reason why. And I'm sorry, I'm with you, Dan. I just don't get it. This is an exceptionally high level of baseball. They should be using wood bats. You know, I, I have a, there's a Sandlot team in the Cal Ripken League that plays 20 minutes from my house called the Big Train, and they use wood bats in the summer because that's what they should be using. But just keep in mind, <laughs> Pete Acavilia once told me that he broke 144 bats oh, wow. in one season. He went through 12 dozen bats. He, you know, he used a, a bat with a really skinny handle and a, a barrel the size of a canned ham so he could swing <laughs> as fast as he could and he just overpowered his own bat. Kevin Reimer used to play for the Brewers. B.J. Suroff told me he broke five bats in one day. He, he made it out and, and you know, broke it like several times during a game, and then he came back and just snapped one in half at the bat rack because he was so upset. Bats break very easily. but And so I think that's it. I think it's the cost more than anything else because a good aluminum bat can last a long time. I also wondered about this. We may have seen the two or three best players in this draft coming up in the College World Series, but we rarely hand off the baton for somebody in college, College World Series, and then they go right into, you know, the Brewers starting lineup. You know, they're going to be gone for a couple of years in the minors and then coming back up, I'm guessing, with, with some of these players. They do, they're not able to take advantage of this platform here. And you go, I can't wait to see that guy you know, playing in the majors in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but again, Dan, this is why we love baseball so much. It is so damn hard to play <laughs> that even if you're a dominant player in a Division One program, the best program in the country, that doesn't mean you're going to step into the big leagues and suddenly be good. I mean, it's happened before. Bob Horner didn't go to, you know, just went straight from college to the big leagues and was a great hitter. And there are other instances of that. But it just shows you if 
if you're a cornerback in, in Michigan and you weigh 220 and you love to hit people and you can run, you're going to play in the NFL the next year. It doesn't work that way in baseball because of the degree of difficulty of the game. And that's why I love it so much is it takes – time in the minor leagues in order to be good enough to play in the big leagues and that's just not exactly the same as it is in basketball and football if you ran the angels at what point do you consider trading Shohei Otani if at all uh I don't consider it at all unless they are hopelessly out of the playoff race at the end of July, and I don't think they're going to be. Their only hope is to try to make the playoffs with him and convince him, look, we made the playoffs, and we're going to make the playoffs again next year. Now, I'm not suggesting that's going to happen, but they have to convince him we're going to win here. Also keep in mind, Dan, with him, he's he is obsessed with winning, of course. He's also obsessed with his own numbers, and he's also obsessed with the comfort level on where he is playing. If he's not comfortable playing in a certain place, like his career average at Yankee Stadium, small sample, is not good. And if he doesn't feel comfortable hitting at some ballpark or pitching at another ballpark, he may he may rule that place out. He's very comfortable with the Angels, and I'm not suggesting he's going back to the Angels, but he sure loves to hit and pitch in that ballpark, and there is something to that. Yeah, the downside is, though, they could lose him for nothing. Right, and again, this is why we need to ask this question every day for the rest of the season and until the day he signs. What do the Angels do? I've never seen anything quite like this. You can't just lose him for a draft choice, and yet you can't trade him if there's any chance you can keep him. That's the real tricky part about this. Great to talk to you again, Timmy. Thanks for joining us. Okay, Dan. See you soon. That's Tim Kirchin, ESPN Baseball Analyst, and he is a Baseball Hall of Famer. Love his enthusiasm. And I've known Timmy for, gosh, 30-some years. Always, always, always has that enthusiasm. Loves the game. You know, there's certain guys who cover the game. Berducci, they're always looking to tell you the, the good side of it, the positive side of it. Uh, yes, Mark? He should be an NBA analyst also. Yeah, he loves his basketball. Boy, he was passionate about that topic. Yeah, he would play basketball with Cal Ripken a lot in Maryland. And Rip Rip's a, was uh, probably still a good basketball player. He's a really good athlete. All right, let me take a break. Minutes away from the phone call from the big German. If we're going to Ireland at the end of August. Man, there's going to be some sad little boys on the other side of the glass here if we don't go. Because everybody's excited. They're talking about taking their wives. We got hotels. We got reservations at restaurants. We got all of these things other than a place to do our a show. A way to do the show. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, everything's taken yeah, care of. Yeah, it's not that easy because we want to do TV over there. So I'm, I'm, I'm bracing you guys. In about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from now, I said to the big German, thumbs up, thumbs down. Are we going to do the sh- be able to do the show there at the end of August? Love to be able to do it, but we've tried to do it the previous two years, and it just didn't work out. Failed miserably. Yeah, failed. Not this year, though. Okay. All right. Not this year. No tears. 
Year three. No tears. But many tears. No yes. tears. Te- uh, possible tears temper tantrum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> possible temper tantrum. I'm just right. saying. All right. Let's take a break. Phone calls coming up. Big announcement. Top of the hour. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the first time ever, NASCAR hitting the streets of Chicago. 
Don't miss the action Sunday on NBC and Peacock. Update the poll results, Seton, if you can, for hour two. I can do that All for right. you, Dan. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, women and Bats, right now, it's at 55%, so people are slowly hating them even more. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul sent in a, an interesting poll question okay. earlier, and I'm not really sure where it's coming from. All right. Are you more scared of heights or the ocean? Hmm. Both? Yeah, I'm becoming more scared of each the older I get, actually. Yeah. I've never had a fear of heights, but sometime in the last, like, 10 years, I've developed one. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I, I had a neighbor who was, uh, was doing, like, some deep-sea you know, scuba diving stuff. He said he's really, really scared because he'd never done it before. But he goes, I'm not scared of heights at all. Like, it's almost like the unknown is of the ocean, what's down there and things like that. I went scuba diving once, went down to the bottom to the ocean floor, and then I forgot how to breathe. Were you hyperventilating? Um, or like panic, panic attack? attack? Yeah, a little bit, because I it, it's just weird to be breathing that way. And then you want to open your mouth, and you can't open your mouth. And I just thought, you know what? Let me just float to the surface here and turn in my tanks. Yes, Paul. So in the ocean, you could both drown or get attacked by a sea creature, right? Yes. Or a, a shark. Rarely, like if you're climbing a mountain, you either fall off the mountain, you rarely get attacked by an animal whilst up there. I guess you could. You could. You could. It's just weird to see like stingrays and you know things you know swimming around and like eh, I'm okay. I'll, I'll leave that up to like Jacques Cousteau and some of the adventure. I, I, a good documentary will satisfy my 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 urge. Yes, Eaton. I'll go ahead for a, a nice snorkel. I don't need to scuba dive. I, I once again I can't <laughs> breathe correctly with that with the snorkel. I always it's want ve- to open my mouth go yeah it's very strange it's like forced breathing yes yeah you have to like very deliberately do that and my wife will go oh it's so cathartic to just snorkel yeah and I go how about I just sit over here with a beer yeah I'll watch right. you snorkel on I've only done that once and I was like oh that was fun happy I did it uh let's see Randy in Vermont hi Randy what's on your mind today hi guys I enjoy your show and thanks for taking my call uh 510 uh, petite 250. And uh, comment, and I have a, uh, uh, first of all, don't do the show full-time in Dublin because you'll never, ever talk about hockey to them. And um, secondly, I think the good uh, uh, nickname for the new guy coming into the NBA would be... Randy, Randy, I, it feels like you're climbing a mountain there. Uh, not a good connection. Very windy. Yeah. Uh, Dustin in Alabama. Hi, Dustin. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, two quick things that you are just talking about the ocean. I live in South Alabama in beautiful Gulf Shores, and I uh, took my kids to the beach this weekend, about a five-minute drive from our house. And those actually baby uh, manta rays swimming all over the shoreline there, and it's really cool for us. But uh, I've got some trivia for you for Ireland, and it could also be your theme song since we're all going to Ireland. So... <laughs> Who <laughs> who was the first black Irish rock group to get a number one hit in the United States of America? The first black Irish group to get a number one hit in the United States. Yes. Yeah, Thin Lizzy? You got it. Whoa. it. The boys are back in yeah. town. Boop, back boop, in boop. Boop. Okay. So. All right. Thank you, Dustin. All right. Yeah, Paul. I was going to guess the OJs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop. 
I think right. I may have mispronounced it. Yeah. The, the OJ. The OJ. Yes. All right, Black Ireland. All right. All right, Marvin. I see you guys. Yeah. Yeah, Black Ireland. Yeah. Was Black Flag? Is that uh, is that uh, a that a group? They were a group. Yes. Yeah, they were a group. <laughs> they were not Irish. They uh, North. Yeah. Or or uh, African American. They were not. Okay. Either. All right. Just neither. 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 Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Bad brains. Okay. Yeah. Not Irish, but. Okay. African American. Yes. Yes, Paul. There was a band in the '90s called The Chorus, which I think is Irish for Three Hot Sisters. Remember, there was an, they were kind of like folk go rock. Go on, go on. No, but, but didn't the didn't the lead singer die? No, that was the Cranberries. The yeah. Cranberries. Dolores. Dolores. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was Zombie. What a wonderful voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Ryan in Honolulu. Hello. Danny boy, top of the morning to you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, what do you got for me, Ryan? So you're heading to Dublin, Danny? I don't know yet. Well, I'm going to find out in 10 minutes. I wish you the luck of the Irish in August. You should fly over on the third. Fly back on the 33rd. <laughs> so I got an Australian Irish accent and bad jokes. What else you got for me, Ryan? Be be a good shepherd to your flock, Danny boy, because some of the sheep can run astray. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. He he does try. Just sometimes he doesn't need to try as hard as he does. Getting all this advice. Let's wait until it's official, and then we can get all the advice you want to give us, places to go in Dublin, all of those. And then if you want to join us over there, you, know, you can make arrangements to go over there. There's a lot of people going over there for Notre Dame and Navy at the end of August. And I thought, how about that's a good excuse to go over there. I just need to know if we can find the place to do the show for three days when we're over there. Yes, Paul. It's like a pilgrimage for Notre Dame fans. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. That's the motherland. Yeah. So it's at the end of August, and it, this is week zero, I think for college football. Is that right? Yeah, they had that Northwestern Nebraska game last year. And remember the, the Aviva Stadium, they had that incident where their their sales weren't working, their ATM machines and all the different sales weren't working at the beer stands, so they couldn't ring up beer charges. Oh, that's right. So they someone in corporate said, "Just give out beer for free." Cuz they and they gave out free beer for like an hour. Legends. I like that. Final hour coming up. Which NFL coaches are on the hot seat already? And in about 10 minutes, we find out our fate. Are we going to Dublin at the end of August? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.